Hello guys, welcome back to another episode. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday everybody. Hi. So today we're going to talk about something that I'm sure would interest a bunch of you. Um, there are a few people on our Instagram. Um, a few of you, you know how sometimes you recognize their usernames, like yeah. our regular ones? Yeah. So I noticed that every time I post a picture of my studio or of my yarn or I talk about my yarn and you know, all the million and one <laughs> yeah. balls that I have. Um, I've noticed this same few usernames that constantly ask about how I store them, if I have any tips on storing yarn, yarn organization and stuff like that. Yeah, I think people in general just really like your yarn. Every time you have something <laughs> to say about yarn, they just get overly excited or crazy about it. Yeah, so initially this was going to be a quick questions episode, but the more, the more notes I wrote, yeah. the more I realised that no, no, this cannot this be cannot, covered yeah. in just a quick questions. So, um, I think if any of you have listened to our, our was it Class 95, our interview with Muttons mm-hmm. in the Morning, that was, yeah. was that Class 95? Uh, I think it's 97. Is it 97? I don't remember. Okay, Shoot. I'm so sorry. I think it's but nice, basically, seven. our radio interview, uh-huh. um, one of them asked how many balls of yarn I have. Yeah. And uh, I answered that it's, I think it's numbering in the thousands and it's, you know, I think it's just grown a little bit since then. So a I little thought, bit. Uh, just, a li- just a little bit. Not a little bit. Uh-huh. So I thought that this would be a perfect opportunity to talk about how I organize my yarn uh, and some tips on how you can store them safely. Mm. I mean, safely as in, you know, so keep, it doesn't go keeping bad. them organized <laughs> and, you know, prolonging its shelf life. Yeah. Because I think that it can get very overwhelming very quickly, especially if you have a lot of yarn. When you start accumulating them, right? Yeah, because there are so many different subcategories of yarn in general. So today, let's talk about organizing all the yarn that you have in general. Okay. Or specifically, how I organize my yarn, and then plus some tips for you guys. So, many, many moons ago, many, many years ago... When you first started collecting when, yarn? No, when I first, when we first started the business, yeah. all of my yarn could be kept in just two boxes. Two, do you remember those days? Yes, I do remember. <laughs> it was yeah. much simpler, much less complicated. Simpler times. So all of my yarn could be stored in two plastic boxes. It's one of those typical Toyoga boxes that's like maybe 40 by 60 cm. Uh, those two stackable boxes. And basically how I organised it was just one box is solid colour. The other box is variegated, yeah, and that's it. It, It's that simple, yeah. I think it's also because uh, it really depends on where we were staying at the time, as well, yeah. So, boxes just make a lot more sense. And also, keep in mind that at that time, we were living in a very small studio apartment that was probably only 400 square feet, so it was very, very tiny, and it was just the two of us, yeah, um, and our pet. So, basically, my office was the two Toyoga boxes. Um, when I'm working, I would work on top of the Toyoga <laughs> yeah. boxes and I'll sit on the sofa. So life was very simple. I didn't. It didn't matter the material. It didn't matter the yarn weight. As long as it was variegated, it goes in a variegated box. Yeah. As long as it's, you know, um, solid colours, it goes in the solid colour boxes. Yeah. Much later on, I think this was, I think we did this for about two years or so, yeah. that we started accumulating 
little bit more boxes. Yeah. And it became apparent at some point that I can no longer keep buying boxes and stacking them in a four hundred square feet yeah. studio apartment. So we made the decision to move and get a bigger place with two bedrooms, and we converted one of the rooms into a a studio a working yeah, studio for you to use. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when things really got out of hand. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I guess in a good way, not not entirely in a bad way. It's not in a bad way. Yeah. I mean, more yarn is it's never a bad thing. If you've heard, if you've listened to our um, all about yarn episode, one of the first episodes, you yeah. know that I have this love affair. Buying yarn is a whole other hobby separate from crochet. Yeah, there's just so many, so much things about about yarn that you cannot. Uh, it's not as easy to just put it into like four boxes. Yeah, it's and not. you know that's not how you can categorize it uh, properly. Especially for us when we're doing it as a business, you know. Yeah, so so now that we've moved into this studio space, and if any of you have taken our classes with us, you know you've been to this class, uh, this, this room where I, I teach my classes. And when we first moved in, so basically all my yarn is stored in uh, IKEA shelves. We have the Billy bookcases as well as the Kallax, uh the cubbies. Mm. And basically two walls of this room is lined with this cabinets or yeah. like cubbies yeah. so to speak so you know how when you have a new place and you first move in you want things to look like picture perfect like yeah. instagram worthy <laughs> yeah so i started organizing my yarn via by colors mm-hmm. so yep. it didn't matter the yarn weight or the material as long as it was red it goes in the red cubby and I sort of made like a rainbow assortment and it looked so pretty. Yeah. It was so Instagram worthy, but that's because, you know, it's a new place. So after a while, I started to realize that it's just... That doesn't really work, right? It's so... It's not... Practical? It's not practical, yeah. yeah. So we had to adjust. And the reason why I did that was because initially, I also didn't have that many, not too many balls of yarn. Mm. I mean, keep in mind that this is two or three two yoga boxes now being transferred into a, a, a shelf. Yeah, so, uh, you basically have a room right yeah, now. Yeah, a whole to, to, room, yeah. yeah. to store your yarn, yeah. So, you know, putting five or six balls of yarn in one cubby and colour coordinating them was not a problem because I could easily see what I had at yeah. one glance. And also, I guess, at the beginning where we started buying uh, yarn for the business, we didn't have that many different types also. Yeah, you we know. didn't. So, it wasn't that difficult for you to, let's say, pick out uh, or different shade or uh, all the rates you know from yeah. what you and, needed and also at that time I was working with a lot of, of acrylics still yeah, correct. I hadn't really converted into almost like cotton, cotton yeah. entirely and then I realised at one point that this was not going to work mm. and I basically it, it, you know, it started accumulating and then my red yarn yeah, started stacking and then because I started buying cotton you know how cotton comes in a lot smaller quantity so they are smaller balls compared yeah. to acrylic yeah. so they, I started stacking them and they started falling, falling behind yeah. and it came to a point where I just couldn't see what I had yeah I think that was the main problem so we literally we took everything out you should have seen the floor man but I think that was fun though reorganising the whole it yarn was stash. I love organising things yeah. I really do you know maybe it's one of those like when you have your own place you just want to organise and make things look nice so we did that we 
took everything out, we basically tore the whole room apart, we rearranged some furniture and I decided at that point that I am going to forgo the Instagram worthy look and start <laughs> to organize them by type and by weight. Yeah. And I think that this is really a system that works for me and it's a system that I now recommend to anybody. Yeah. If you have yarn, I would really, really, really recommend you store via material and weight in that order. Don't put all your same cotton together if it, if they're different yarn weights. So if they're lace weight versus DK, don't put them together. You know, put all your cotton, uh, maybe like, okay, let, let's break this down a little bit, okay? Okay. So for me, I have now, I have, um, what do I have? I have acrylic, I have cotton, and I have blends. Yeah. Right? So basically, I have one entire shelf that is all acrylic, and I store all my acrylic shelving, uh, um, acrylic yarn in that shelving via colour, weight, and then type. Yes, correct. Right, and I also put them in quantity also. So large quantities go in one cubby, the smaller quantities go uh, in yeah. a bucket in one of the shelves, one yeah. of the, 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 the yeah. shelves. Basically, if I buy more acrylic yarn, they all go into that same one uh, one shelving. And then the rest of the shelving is cotton, and cotton is <laughs> the most complicated. I have cotton DK plain, and then another cubby that's cotton DK variegated, and then another cubby that's like cotton acrylic blend and solid color cotton acrylic yeah. blend. I think because uh, recently, especially, you're starting to bring in a lot more cotton uh, to work with, you know. Yeah, I think in the past two years or so, I've started converting from acrylic to almost to cotton. Yeah. And I just prefer the look and feel of cotton a lot more. So that's what I'm doing. And I also have a, and I'm also now starting to work outside of that. Mm -hmm. So I would bring in um, like really novelty type yarn. Yeah. Like plastic yarn, like rope yarn or paper yarn. And I really enjoy working with this like unique type of yarn. And then I have a cubby for that as well. All those special different types, right? Yeah, yeah. I also have a cubby for... Um, let me look around. Uh, like super chunky ones. Oh, yeah. And super fine ones, like lace weight ones. And I think that in general, the reason why I say this works is because if you are, say, going to make a, uh, a scarf, for example, mm -hmm. there's a higher chance that you would switch colours and you would never switch yarn weight or material yeah right yeah, you sure. want to keep that scarf all working in the same material mm. just different colors or different yeah. and we know. did talk about the importance of using uh the same the same type the same material and the same weight yeah in a previous yarn, episode yeah. we talked about that so i i just think it works better because at one glance you can see all the different colors you have in that same and you know that everything within this section or this cubby yeah can sort of work together and inter in interchange the, the, the yarn you use as long as it's all in the same yarn yeah correct you're not looking at the red section and then seeing acrylic and knowing that oh I, I can't use this I can't use this I can't use this and <laughs> yeah, then it starts getting very overwhelming very quickly yeah, and, so the yeah. problem with sorting it by colour and not by material then weight is that when I needed to make say a, a you know like a, a handphone case or yeah. like a pouch that required multiple colour changes I am pulling yarn from every corner yeah, of the room. Yeah, trying to dig and to see what you have, yeah. And it's so it's so tedious and time-consuming, especially when we started getting lots and lots of um, custom orders, mm. like commission pieces from yeah. customers. And then having to take pictures and send it to them was such a tedious process because, you know, I could pick a blue from here and then I have to walk across the entire room and pick a red from there. Yeah, but it's all why? coming from yeah. like different places, yeah. Yeah, and it didn't make any sense. They're all, you know, they're all the same 
the same material, but why? So why shouldn't I yeah. put them together? So after the reorganization of the studio, that's what we did. So right now, my yarn is organized in this way: material, then weight. Yeah. And I think it works wonderfully. I, like you know, finding yarn is such a breeze now. If I know I want to do a project, I just pull out this one cubby, and everything I need will be in yeah. that one cubby. I think also similar to what you said about the separating the smaller quantity yarn with the bigger, the larger quantity. one. So yeah. if you know that this project. For example, needs a lot, a lot, a lot more uh, of yarn of that yeah, color. Yeah, and then you can keep you know, stock also yeah, like inventory. You how know much that you have. Yeah, you have that color. You you can actually use this to make this project. For example. Yeah, another thing is my process when I buy yarn. Let me share a little bit about what happens when I find when I purchase yarn and finally bring it home. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I do when I bring yarn back from the store is to always turn it into a ball or a cake. Ah uh, um, yeah, and I yeah. talked about this also in a previous episode. Do you remember what it was? I don't really remember, mm, but I know I, I think talked tools, about it. I think were we talking about the tools? I don't remember. Um, but basically, the reason I turn it into a ball or a cake is to firstly assess the color and check the yarn. I always do this, even if it's like a brand new right off the package. It's not a million pack. I always turn it into a ball, uh, or turn it into a cake. Um, then I know. Then I sort of uh, assess: Do I have a lot of it, or don't I? If it's just mm. one or two balls, and I find the correct, uh, the corresponding material curry, <laughs> and then I place it there. Yeah, I think I also remember you mentioning that. Uh, with this, especially if you buy like variegated ones mm-hmm. or the different uh, uh section of colors one. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, when you wind it up, you get to see it also, like how it looks yeah, like, right? Before you start on the project. Especially if you're buying like a color changing yarn mm. or cake, you know, if you keep everything in one section and you wind it up and you get to assess the colors and see everything, you know what you're lacking in there. Because yeah. you may feel like you have a lot of yarn, but when it comes down to it, if you want to make a scarf, actually, you mm. don't really have that much of the yep, same yep. material. So that's kind of like another benefit of keeping all the same material of yarn together. Um, the next thing is, if I know that I'm not using this yarn anytime soon, if I know that I'm just buying this yarn because it looks pretty, mm-hmm. and I don't intend to, you know, do anything with it yet, or I don't know what I'm gonna do with it yet, I always reskine it and keep it in a skein. So I have a a yarn swift. Mm-hmm. So I would unravel the ball, put yeah. it around the yarn swift, and then twist it into like a twisted skein. And that's how I store my yarn. So I have one section in my cabinet as, as my shelving as well. I have one section that's entirely just twisted skeins. And the reason you want to twist your skein or you want to reskine your yarn is because A, it keeps its elasticity. Yeah. Especially if not using anytime soon. Sometimes when you buy a cake from the store, it can be the tension is already slightly tighter. Yeah. And the reason for that is to keep it all in one nice thing during transport and all that so that it reaches you in one nice ball, right? But when you want to store it like that, if you keep it for long, right? For long, yeah. yeah. In a ball or um, in a cake, for example. Over time, it's going to lose its elasticity. It's going to overstretch because the yarn is twisted around each other so tightly. How long it's long? Like- Maybe like a year or so. Ah, uh, okay. If you know you're not going to use it for a year, it really, it's better if you do that. Oh, okay, of, of course, is if you have the luxury of space. Yeah. If you have the luxury to ha- to afford a reskiner or a yarn swift. And... I'm aware that this is me being slightly obsessive with how I keep my yarn, but I think that it's really the best option for you, which is why yarn is sold to you. Real proper yarn is sold to you in skeins because mm. it's how it keeps 
it keeps you know its shape or its quality for longer. Yeah. Another thing is that there are no tails with skines. There are no uh. tails sticking out. There are no loose bits that could unravel or oh, pull yeah, from that's the true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because both the end of the tails are tied up together yeah. and then twisted. So it keeps everything really nice and yeah, compact. Yeah, it makes sense. For storage purposes. For yeah. storage, and it stacks so nicely and it's so Instagram-worthy. <laughs> it, it looks, yeah. It's so Pinterest-worthy, you know, to yeah. have a, a, a shelving full of little skin bags. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would think that if I turn it into a cake, it's just easier for me to use, you know? Right, yeah, also. yeah, yeah. So if you're going to use it soon... Yeah, within the next sense. couple of months then it makes sense yeah. just to leave it the way it is but if you're going to keep it so for example the reason why our house of yarn our cotton our pima cotton house of yarn brand uh, is stored and sold to you in skines is because I don't know how long I'm going to be keeping this yarn for mm. if no one finishes my supply of yarn within the next a year or two years I don't want to keep it in a ball where it could sort of compromise its quality by the time it gets to you maybe in like a year from yeah, now. Yeah, correct. So that's also one reason. If you buy from the store and your ball already comes in like a bullet skein, then actually f- feel free to just leave it the way it is. Mm. So um, do you know what a bullet skein is? No, I was about to ask you what a bullet skein <laughs> is. So uh, 90% of the yarn sold in Spotlight, for example, is a bullet skein. So if you just imagine... Uh... Okay, okay. What know, a skin looks yeah. like. It's slightly oval, um, mm. and the the label is always wrapped around the the middle section mm, of mm. the ball. Yep. So it's kind of like a ball, but elongated. Mm. It's not really that donut shape. So that's called that's a bullet okay, skin. Okay. So most most yarn would come to you, or if, if you buy yarn from a store, most of them, at least 90, 80 to ninety percent of them, would be sold in a bullet skin. Mm. In that in that case, then feel free to just leave it the way it is because I think. That way is fine as well. That way is fine as well. Okay. So that's my process. That's how I organize my yarn and that's what I do when I buy new yarn. So not everybody has the luxury of having a whole room. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. To to store yarn only for yarn. Um so let's talk now about some tips for keeping your yarn organized and to prolong the quality and you know, to keep the the shelf life of your yarn okay. in tip-top condition. Okay, um, the first thing, the first tip that I have, and I think that's the most important tip, is to keep it away from the sun. Ah, if you no have, direct sunlight. Yeah, yeah, no direct sunlight at all. If you have a very sunny window and you want to keep your yarn near it, please make sure that either you have a curtain or you put it in a, a tinted box that it's not directly in the sun because any, any dyed fabric... Uh-huh. Put it in the sun long enough and the colour is going to fade. Uh, and okay. if and especially if you are paying attention to dye lots, you don't want to buy yarn from the same dye lot, put it in the sun and have one side um, oh, different colour from, the other, from right. the other side. Different colour from the other side. And then that would sort of mess up with your dye lot numbers as well. Because there's already this added factor is that this not like, all yarn from the dye from different yeah. dye lots would be the same, right? Is this like direct sunlight for like long period of time? Um, I think one or two months, it's maybe fine. Maybe mm. that's fine. But if you're going to keep it that way for long, I think maybe six months and above, then keep yeah. it away. Not such a good idea. Also because you don't want the heat to mess up the, the quality of the yarn also. Mm. Um, so especially in Singapore, when it's so hot and humid, this leads me to my number two tip. Um, if you are keeping in a box like us uh-huh. in a Toyoko box, what I used to do was to put little dry 
what's the thing? Like the moisture sachets. Yeah, yeah. The silicon sachet, the silicon yeah. beads thingy, and keep it around. Sort of to absorb the moisture, is it? Just to absorb whatever residual moisture there is in the air when you close it up. Yeah. Um. That way. It, your yarn doesn't get smelly, it doesn't get mouldy because if there's any bit of moisture that's trapped in an airtight box or in a box in general, it's going it could potentially cause mould to grow on mm. the yarn because it's still fabric. Yeah, the, you know? yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. At the end of the day it's still fabric. You still could get um if you're prone to having like you know how people put like those moth balls oh, in, the yes, yes, in the cabinet? Yeah. If your cabinet or your your house or your wardrobe or whatever it is is prone to having those, your yarn is fair game yeah. for it because yeah, it's also true. fabric. But 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 do not put those hungry hippo boxes. You know those hungry uh-huh. hippo, the pink ones, uh, with the silicon beads and then it absorbs the moisture water, and yeah. it becomes water. Uh-huh. Do not put that into. Uh, your box, if you're storing it in like a Toyoko box, do not put that in. Because firstly, you if anything goes wrong oh, oh, and yeah. it spills, okay. like worst case scenario, yeah. you cannot get it out of mm. your yarn. Okay, um, there's, It's also not safe for you to put your yarn in the washing machine and wash it. <laughs> you're just going to come up with a tangled spaghetti mess, yeah, right? Yeah, of course not, yeah. And especially if you're working with natural fibres like wool or cotton, putting those hungry hippo like humid dehumidifier thingies in the boxes would absorb too much moisture from your yarn and cause your yarn to be extremely dry and brittle oh. and the downside of that is that it could lint over time or the fibres could break easily over time and you know it would be fine maybe one or two years from now but three, four, five years down the road if especially if you're going to make yourself a top or a scarf that you know is going to get you know high right. usage you don't want your natural fibres to be breaking and that could cause, you know, your, your work mm, to tear. Mm. Or if you are tying knots, you know, in your yarn, you don't want the knot to break and everything unravels yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's not enough moisture okay. in your yarn. Okay, okay, yeah. This is very similar to, um, you know, they say never put your leather handbags or leather goods um, in a place that is overly dry because you will suck up all the moisture and cause the leather to crack. Yeah. This is similar in that sense. So you don't want to purposely put something inside that would take away all the moisture Yeah, as well. you don't want yeah. to take away too much moisture. So those little moisture packets work fine yeah. because they're so small yeah. and all it does really is just to make sure that there's no more, no residual like mm. water droplets in the mm. air. But a hungry hippo type box would really suck up everything <laughs> and keep yeah. it really dry which works well if you're storing it with like uh, you know, like camera tools where you want it to be extremely, oh, yeah, extremely yeah, yeah. dry, yeah. you know, but not for yarn because don't forget, <laughs> yarn needs sort of moisture yeah. for it to be pliable and, and mm. stretchy mm. a little bit. Mm. But I guess like if it's an ongoing thing, like I'm constantly like you know, opening my box every day or every, you know, once mm-hmm. a week and still using it, it should be fine, right? I mean, if you're using your opening your box, I'm assuming that box gets a lot of movement yeah. and if it collects you know, if the little silicon beads collects w- enough water and it spills, yeah. you know, you want to also avoid that entirely. Mm-hmm. So that's tip number two. Um, I, I hope that was not too heavy. So tip number three is keep all your labels. Um, like my yarn material? Your yarn labels, labels, yeah. Okay. So now this is speaking from personal experience. I hate the look of labels. When I store my yarn, I throw away all the labels yeah, initially. I always ask you, how do you remember or what like like you know what this material is? Yeah, and when I had like 20, 30 balls of yarn, fine, I could sort of remember them all. But now that I have a thousand over, <laughs> I, there's no way. And I'm starting to realise 
that the things I make are very large, uh, like, like large. They require a lot of yarn, mm-hmm. like four, five, six hundred grams of yarn. Yeah. And if I'm gonna wanna, if I'm gonna wash them, I need to know what the material is. And the problem with me is that after I throw away the label, then I use the yarn, and then once it's in my wardrobe, hanging for like a year, I mm. forget what material it's made of. Yeah. You know, I can sort of guess, obviously, just by touching yeah. it, that this is a natural fibre or not. But I don't remember if it's pure wool or if it's like 95% yeah, wool. Yeah, and most of the time it's not, right? It's always a mixture of something, something, something. It, it could be, but if in the chance it is 100% wool and it shrinks, oh, yeah. I'm going to be so heartbroken. <laughs> mm. You know, in a previous episode, I talked about someone washing the yarn, you know, the yeah. scarf, and it, it entirely yeah. disintegrated. It. Mm. That's what happens when you don't keep the label or you don't know what the label is. So... I have decided to put my vanity aside and to just always, always keep the label. Or if you want to throw away the label, uh, if you don't want it with your yarn, you can always file them up or Mm. take a photo of them or write it down. You need to at least know what dye lot it is, what the swatch gauge, the recommended size hook it is. Mm. Um, You need to at least know um, the material makeup if in case you want to wash it or you want to write it down or if you need to write a pattern for somebody, yeah, it basically all this still information a good, is good idea crucial. to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. And also the brand. You know, you could get two solid colour, say red cotton DK from two separate brands and they could feel a little bit different. Mm. You know, and if you want to make, you know, maybe like a top or a scarf that requires more than one balls of yarn, yeah. you want to keep it in the same brand family. Yeah, yeah. I think that's my problem. Like, I... I finish up my, my yarn already and I want to buy some more, right? Yeah, you and know, then you I, don't know... Yeah, if I don't know, how am I going brand, to find the same yeah. one? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, I think all that is very important. So, if, if you don't want to keep the label, at least write it down. Mm. Tip number four, I think you mentioned it already earlier. Okay. It's about keeping all those large quantities of yarn together. Ah, okay. So, what I like to do is I like to buy those extra large Ziploc bags and I would put in all the duplicate balls of yarn into that Ziploc bag. Like from the same lot? From the same lot, from the same everything. Basically, mm. if I go to the store, I see a yarn that I like, I buy five, six balls at once. They're all coming home and going to lift inside <laughs> a little nice clear Ziploc bag. Sometimes, I'll label the bag if I know what I'm going to do with it. I will label, okay, this is for, you know, this is this, I need this much yarn mm. and everything. All, and I will put the pattern in that same... Uh, zip, Ziploc. Ziploc. Mm. Um, but sometimes I don't do that, especially if I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But at least if I know that I want to make a top, I immediately go to the to the area in my, my room or my studio that I keep all of these large quantity Ziploc bags together so I know what I have at one glance and mm. I'm not busy, you know, if I want to make a scarf, I'm not going to look into the cubby and pulling up balls of yarn and manually counting them. All that is done the moment I come home from the store. Yeah, I read somewhere they said, you know, about not storing your yarn in packaging and all that. And it should be kept in like open, airy area. Yeah, with like good you know, <laughs> airflow and whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like you keeping it in Ziploc, you know, is, isn't that like also sort of con- considered think, as packaging? I think for, for me, at least I found because we are here, like because Singapore, we are in Singapore mm. and there's it's so humid, mm. um... And humid plus heat, I think it would do more damage to my yarn, honestly, if I don't put them in a Ziploc. Of course, if you're going to put them in an airtight anything, remember to always put in those little dry sachet packet. I don't know what they're called, but, you know, put them inside the Ziploc and label them. And 
don't store them in it for years and years and years, of course. Mm. Um, so I haven't had any bad experiences, honestly, with my young fraying or anything. I think also because we use it like Yeah, I quickly. use my yarn yeah. often and I'm assuming Quite that if you're enough. listening to this, you are somebody who actively crochets and would yeah. actively sort through your yarn. So I don't think this is a problem. If you are going to keep it I don't know. I want to say if you want to keep yarn for a long time, but how long is long really? Like generations? No, right? So I think that Hope you're not. fine. <laughs> yep. If you're going to keep it for so long and not use it, please donate it to Crooked to Crochet. Me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not putting your yarn in an airtight place under the sun and heat, you know. It should be no problem. I think, yeah. that, I think that you'll be fine, honestly. Okay, tip number five if you have any small quantity balls or like single colour balls or like scraps or like half used balls of yarn, okay. put them all into one bucket and put them on the shelf. I think that really is the easiest way to deal with it because... I think like keep all those uh, small mini quantities little balls. together, yeah. Because once you accumulate enough of these small balls, you could you probably do something, something with, with it. it. Yeah. yeah, And it doesn't matter whether it's different yarn weight or not. If you have like scrap yarn left over, putting them all into one, you know, you could make like tapestry crochet mm. with it you could um no, you could donate them to me <laughs> no i'm just kidding you could use you could um what's that thing a uh, weaving you could weave them into some sort of fabric yeah we do and have there are so a many large things. jar of all our our scrap yarn i yeah. mean you say large but maybe you should define exactly how large it is it's really really huge yeah it's huge i think it comes up to like my waist your waist. Your waist, because right? you're yeah. taller than me. But yeah, it's really huge. Um, and yeah, keep all your small balls together so that you can see. And honestly, it's not going to tangle. It's not going to make a mess. Um, the thing I hate the most, honestly, is tangled yarn. Uh, it's different, yeah. you know, semi-untwisted together I've yarn balls. I've become so patient, like a patient person now from... Because of all the yarn that tangles it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep all your small, smaller balls of yarn into one, you know, yeah. basket or whatever and just keep it aside. Hmm. Um, I think that really is the best tip to making things organised. Also, this is my, my goal here is to keep things organised, right? Yeah. So I think that's the best way. And uh, my final tip is to keep it away from dust. Don't How? let it get dusty. How? So it's so hard? I mean, have it have a cover. I mean, okay. if you don't want it to be an airtight, you can have one of those, you know, fabric baskets with a cover. As long as it's not somewhere that it's going to collect dust, like mm. at the top of a shelf, mm. you know. So I have, um, I've, I've had to throw away one or two balls in the past because I've kept them on a bas- in a basket on the top of a shelf that I just don't touch for a year. And, you know, when you don't touch things for a year, they're bound to get dusty. Yeah, and I can don't touch something for like a week and it gets dusty already. Yeah, so. exactly. And you know, it's very similar to trying to get the dust out of a very of uh, a, like a fabric or carpet. If you've ever had a dusty carpet and you had to beat the shit out of it to get the dust <laughs> out, you know how difficult yeah. it is. Once dust gets into a fabric, it's almost impossible to get yeah. it out entirely. It's too difficult, yeah. You can't even wash it to get it out entirely. You know, mm. it would just lint up and yeah. then you have a very linty piece dusty. of fabric. <laughs> yeah. So yarn is very similar to that as well. And I do Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if, if this is entirely accurate. But I feel like dust is a little bit corrosive. Mm. For So, for example, the yarn ball that I had to throw away, um, the parts that had yarn, had, that had dust, when I tried to wipe it away, the, some of the fibres actually broke. Really? Yeah. And so I think that it, I think that it's sort of 
I eat guess away if it remains the there if it long remains, in time, long long enough, right? Yeah, that, that's how I feel. So keep it away from dust, and you obviously don't want dusty. <laughs> you don't want dusty yarn. Yeah, it also like, does change the color. Mm. Um, and it's going to cause you all sorts of allergies, and it's you know. Yeah, I think it's the al- allergy part that that that's that like, gets to us the yeah, most. Yeah, that's yeah. like the problem. So yeah, those are my tips for how to keep your yarn organized. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about the pros and cons uh, of us uh, keeping our yarn in containers, like the plastic oh, containers. Containers last versus shell. Yeah, is yeah, it? correct. Um, pros and cons. Do you have any? Mm, I guess previously, because we were living in a small space, mm-hmm. containers felt uh, more compact. I think more compact, and plus, I can stack them. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it makes sense in terms of like space wise, um, like but more as space long, efficient. As long as you have more than two containers, I think stacking them is not a very efficient way because you're gonna have to unstack a lot of boxes to get to the one right at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's that's the con, like You know, yeah. I think I think the pro of keeping yarn, uh, in big boxes mm. is that everything is contained it's so self-contained mm. you don't have to worry everything you want is in that box you mm. open that lid and it's like wonderland <laughs> yeah. everything is there for you yeah. I think that's the pro of it the con is that you can only keep so many boxes yeah yarn. I mean eventually if you start uh, accumulating more then obviously that's not that much of a uh, so it's not such a solution yeah okay I have another uh, suggestion instead of keeping in boxes I think another good way to keep them in especially if you're living in a smaller space um, like I said earlier not everybody has the luxury of an entire room just for yarn if you are keeping yarn in say like your bedroom um, get one of those plastic uh, what would you call it the Tray? plastic containers like drawers uh, okay there's like two or three tiers you can buy those from popular or toyogo for example ah. and just label them you know like the first first layer is maybe cotton acrylic for example the mm, second mm. one is 100% cotton then 100% acrylic and, and whatever and just have little small shelving like that and then just label them mm. and keep all of your yarn in there I think it's good enough it's covered it's not entirely airtight so you can get your precious airflow yeah um you can separate them they can be labeled you know, you can, you can still get up. like dividers and sort of. Yeah, yeah, you can get dividers, put them in. One layer could be entirely for your tools or whatever. Mm. So I think that's a good option as well. Mm. For shelvings, I think the plus side is just that you can see everything. Yeah. It's easy <laughs> what, access. You thinking. can see what you have. But it's really not practical if you don't have space. If you don't have a space dedicated to. Yeah. And also, shelving takes up physical floor space in a room, mm. especially if you're working in your bedroom mm. or you share, you know, you live in a shared apartment that you don't have that luxury of space, then shelving really is only if you, it's only really if you're luxury, if you yeah. have the luxury. And to I guess it's also uh, more expensive, right? It's definitely more expensive. In, yeah. I think for us as a business, uh, in terms of look, you know, it looks better also because you have people coming to the studio they can see the yarn also and we do sell yarn and it's also very easy for me to teach now Mm. because when I'm teaching my crochet classes part of the lesson is uh, material and uh, conservation as well like understanding your material Um, and when they're when they're here in the studio with me it's so easy for me to just go and if I'm talking about like a blend versus a 
100% acrylic. Yeah. I can easily, I know exactly where, where I'm going to go to pull it out and it give up. them, you know, an overview of this is a cotton acrylic blend as well as all the different colours and types and, you know, like whether it's colour changing or variegated and all the different types of colours you can get it in. Yeah. It's so easy for me to teach now that everything yeah. is sort of, sort of has Visible, its place. Uh, yeah. yeah. And if I want to show the difference between wool and acrylic, I can easily pull out one whole cubby yeah. and show, you know, give it to them, then, then. I'm not digging. <laughs> yeah. like, hmm, what Or like color? pulling out all the drawers and all that, yeah. Yeah, in the past, I used to think, okay, if I want to show you what wool is, where, what what colours do I have wool in? Oh, I think I have it in red. Okay, let me go to the red section and look, oh shit, it's not in here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I have it in blue. Let's go to the blue section, you yeah. know. And so it's so not practical after yeah. a while. So I guess like for us as a business, it makes more sense to be in shelvings. But for, let's say, my own personal stash, I can just have it in the drawers and that should be fine. Honestly, if you're talking about organisation, whatever works for you. Mm. As long as you know how to care for the individual yarn ball itself, it's not really an issue where you store or it. how you store it. Yeah. You can put them in boxes on a shelf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. As long as you keep them away from the sun, mm. you you know, you know keep it away from the dust, you keep the labels, um, and you organise it by material, then weight. <laughs> <laughs> material, it's, then weight, yes. It's the one thing that I'm going to insist mm. is that you store it with all the same material together and then subcategory that by weight. If you don't have that many, then of course, just keep all your, you know, wool together or keep all your cotton or keep all your acrylic together. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But if you start having more than 10 balls of yarn in different like sub weights in the same material, then I think you should really separate them. Okay, great. This is like really good tips, you know, for anybody who has who so many, yeah. know how to organise and keep them safe. Yeah. I, I keep saying safe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just safe just means that like, it keeps them with me. Keep, okay. It makes you feel safe. It makes me feel safe. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So we've come to the end of this episode again. This was a really fun episode. Yeah, it's really our journey from like having 10 balls to a thousand, a thousand balls yeah, of It's probably 2,000 now. now. <laughs> so if you have any other questions, please feel free to submit them to us via Instagram or Facebook. We are at Crooked Crochet SG or you can text us on WhatsApp at 912727743 or email us again crookedcrochetsg at gmail.com and check back every Sunday new episodes release get released at 12 noon and with that we'll see you in the next one bye guys bye bye